Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. We're back with another edition of Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags with Chuck Curry as we inch towards Christmas. We're just a couple of weeks away. Uh, lots to do on this show today. We're actually going to look back at 2020 and do one of our annual shows and in memoriam and look back at all the actors and actresses who passed away this past year. And uh, we got a movie review coming up straight ahead, too, because Chuck got a chance to see The Prom, which debuted in theaters and is on Netflix now as well. I'm going to actually get a chance to see it tonight, I think, after the show. Uh, or tomorrow morning. I uh, haven't decided yet, uh, but I will see it over the weekend, and Chuck will review that in a bit. And a ton of movie news from Disney and Marvel about basically what they're going to release for the next, uh, it seems like 20 years, Chuck. They gave us so many movie titles and, and how they're going to release it, which uh, we're going to see a lot of stuff on Disney+. Plus. Let's bring him in right now and, and talk to the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Chuck Curry. Chuck, um, let's start with the bad news you got earlier this week when you found out that movie theaters are closing um, in Pennsylvania, along with gyms and, and, and all that nature, which kind of dampens your plans for, for Christmas Day, doesn't it? It does. I just want to preface, you must have spoke for like two and a half minutes before I even got a word in edgewise. I just want to start the show off that way. Well, here's Second the problem. Of, I won't get to speak much from here on out. <laughs> I figured I'd get this part in. Second of all, Happy New Year. <laughs> what movie is this from, Mike? Happy New Year! I think I found a way. I think I found a way out of here. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Uh, Tell me, Poseidon Adventure. Um, Beyond the Poseidon Adventure. Oh, sorry. Well, uh, I, I, seriously, I th- though, talk about the fact that you can't see Wonder Woman <laughs> now in theaters. Here's what happened: Governor Wolf uh, made an announcement during due to COVID and the pandemic. There's more severe restrictions. One of the restrictions is not only in my ice cream parlor and smoothie shop can I, I not have seating, but uh, movie theaters are closed for three weeks till January 4th. So the theater I'm involved in, Pocono Cinema in East Strasburg, we were going to do It's a Wonderful Life for a couple weeks, White Christmas, Polar Express, all, um, all gone. And uh, Christmas Day, Wonder Woman 1984. I got to be honest with you, in all seriousness, I, I was tremendously looking forward to that. I really was. And now. Now, will you not Governor, get the, Governor Wolf has ruined my Christmas. He did. But will you not get the proof to that? Couldn't you get the movie and just watch it yourself? No, the because you, they, they won't release the key. You need the key. Even if you got the DCP, you need the key. The key right. turns it on. So well, my initial reaction when Governor Wolf made this announcement is. Just. It's sad. I mean, yeah. I don't know what to say. It's very depressing. Sad's the right word. It really is. You know? um, there, and Mike, let me ask you a question. What kind of town is this where a man dressed as a bat steals all of my press? I mean, come on. <laughs> what is he doing here? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, and that's not just you. That's California. I'm not happy, too. Mike. I'm not happy. I, I'm literally I'm literally coming apart at the seams. 
Like California my mental, you can't my, do it either. You're listen not to alone. me. My mental stability is is is. I mean, I do feel like I'm turning into the Joker here. I really do. In all seriousness, no, California. I'll say it for the third time because again, yeah. you just this microphone must not work. California can't do it, but I can. Uh, uh, Indiana will be open right now. They might change their mind wow. in the next couple of weeks. Um, I guess it'll play in some Midwestern states, Chuck, and sure, flyover states are still open. Any movie theater open is going to play Wonder Woman. That's a fact. Right. So now what are you going to do? You're going to get HBO Max? I might have to. Wow. Might That's going to hurt, isn't it? I mean, I could wait and see if the theater's open January 4th, but my gut is there's a good chance they'll kick the can either, even further here. Yeah. They always well, do. They well, did in March. Let's hope people get the vaccine and get healthy. And you can know, we get va- can we get vaccinated tomorrow so I could watch Wonder Woman? Well, listen, would you sacrifice Wonder Woman to be able to go to a summer movie season? Yes, you would. I want it closer. If you told me, you need to tell me more. I need March or April. I got. But you. yes, I would. Yeah, of, of course, course you yeah, would. I would. Of, of course, course I you would. would. Um, so just be patient. We've been patient this long. I think we can wait a little while longer. I I, I don't know. Well, but this will start the slate. Do we now. have a choice? No. Let's let's talk about a movie you did see because this is rare. Chuck saw a movie, and we're going to get to talk about it. Um, and he saw it in the movie theater, and he's seen it multiple times now, and he's raved about it. I want you to give us your review of the prom. Yeah, I saw the prom. We booked it at our theater. It played uh, open last Friday. We had it one week before it hit Netflix, which was yesterday. <laughs> which was Friday. And uh, I got to tell you, it, it, it's directed by Ryan Murphy. It has a really good cast. Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, um, Keenan Michael Key. I think he's really good in the movie. James, uh, uh, James uh, Corden is, I thought it was a lot of, a lot of fun. And a newcomer by the name of um, Joella Pellman. She's the lead who plays uh, Emma Nolan. I thought she was really appealing, Mike. And uh, it's about a couple of washed up Broadway stars who uh, look to uh, regain a little publicity by finding a cause. And that cause is in your hometown, Indiana, mm-hmm. where uh, the lead girl is uh, denied going to the prom because she wants to bring her girlfriend. So uh, it's sort of a it feels a little bit, a little bit like Footloose. In a way, I think it has some good laughs. It's a little bit long at two hours and 20, uh, two hours and 15 minutes. I would have shaved probably 15 minutes of its running time. Having said that, the songs are really catchy. The last 20 minutes all comes together. It really has almost feels like it did feel like Footloose, Mike, the last 20 minutes. It was very appealing. The songs were catchy. And I enjoyed it so much the first time that I went back to the theater to watch the last 20 minutes three more times. That's how much I'm serious. That's how much the last 20 minutes made me feel good to be alive again. And I need that. We need that. So if you got Netflix, watch the prom. I'm telling you, if you like musicals, like you got to like musicals. If you hate hate musicals, if you like musicals, this really is one of the best ones I've seen in a long time. Uh, It's, it's, it's well shot. It's well edited. Uh, the, The cast is all in. And like I said, it just makes you feel really, really good. And, and Kerry Washington also is really good in the movie. And Ryan Murphy's carved himself out a nice little niche in uh, he has absolutely Hollywood, obviously uh, with the Glee series, and then uh, you know American, American Horror, Horror Story. Story, yeah. And uh, he can do um, so many different kinds of things. He can this seems like more geared towards the Glee crowd, but still, it, it um, is. Now, how is because uh, I am not a huge fan 
of um, James Corden. Uh, does he grade on you at all in this movie? No, I enjoyed him. Now, some okay. people I read reviews that he, he plays a role too gay. Well, he's playing a gay man, so I don't know what that means. I thought he was a lot. Of, honestly, I had a really good time okay. uh, watching his infectious energy. So I, I liked him a lot in it. Yeah, I liked all of them. They're all good. All right. Well, I'm, like I'm I said, the only thing it. they could have they could have trimmed a little. I, I right. seen when I watched it again, I said, OK, you could trim a little here and there. But the musical numbers, honestly, they're really a lot of fun. And it, some of them are great. Well, it makes you wonder why they didn't just uh, cut it into four parts and just release it that way on Netflix. But I guess they did get a theatrical run. So you got your way there, too, Chuck. It, it did get the scene Look in the good theater. on the big screen, too. And I got to tell you, I, I, I watched it at my smoothie shop um, yesterday and a little today. I have it playing five times a day at my smoothie shop. I do. I mean, I, I, I give direct I give absolute non uh, non, you they cannot change my directive of what plays in the smoothie shop. I understand. So I, I've been playing Poseidon every uh, four times daily, and now well, Poseidon, I've gone to, you must have been excited because Poseidon's on Netflix now. So that that, yes. that makes a lot easier. And then I've you. been playing a little Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price, which is on Roku. Okay, I felt I felt that was a good one for Christmas. Uh huh. Yeah. With the sure. pandemic, with the pandemic, sure, pandemic, right? sure. Yeah. And then I said, you know what? We're going full steam. We're going prom, and well, and. I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I am a huge musical fan, and uh, I, I love uh, Meryl Streep. So, so I want to bounce into something else. Well, hold on. I, can go I ahead. talk about a movie that I saw that I enjoyed that I can tell people to go see sure, and watch, ahead. actually, go and ahead. go to Disney Plus? Got a chance to see Mulan with my daughter over oh, the last did. Okay. week. And it's really entertaining. Now, neither her or myself saw the animated version of this film, um, but uh, it's really surprising to see Jet Li in this film uh, as uh, one of the emperors. He's unrecognizable. He, he did age a little bit, okay. um, but there's some really good action scene. There's the strong young uh, female lead who plays Mulan. I highly recommend it. It's uh, it, it run the running time's not too long. It, it goes pretty quickly. Uh, my daughter enjoyed it as well. I, I'd highly recommend Mulan as you know, it's one of those movies that would have made probably 200 and 250 million dollars at the box office and had a modest debut on, on Disney plus it's now free if you have it, but I highly recommend it. it. It's definitely, you know, along the lines of beauty and the beast and, and the live action that they've done, it's just as good as the, the, those other films that they've okay, done Lion good. King and the like. So it's too bad that it, it didn't get quite the, um, I shouldn't say maybe it does get the mass appeal if you're on Disney plus Chuck, but it's not in the theater. So, um, okay. I want, I want to go over a couple of things. Remind me, Chris Nolan, we're going to talk about that in a sec, but let's start with Disney. Disney gave their, um, stockholder conferences. Stock is an all time high. Most people attest that to the fact that Disney's going all in on streaming. Now, uh, CEO of Disney says, they're going to commit, Mike, between 14 and 16 billion billion dollars to streaming content. It's a lot of money. And you could tell more than in between the lines, it was pretty direct that the future of Disney really is streaming. And seems that way. Sure. All right. Now, let's just go into Chris Nolan's comment. Chris Nolan gave a second interview where he's very hard on Warner Brothers and says that HBO Max is a streaming disaster. And there's no, this is the math doesn't work. This is not the way you release movies. You have to put them in movie theaters. Streaming will never equal, you know, a billion dollar gross. Now he's right about that. It will never equal a billion dollar gross. Having said that, having said that, I reported a couple, like last month that Disney plus had like, um, I think it was 
like 70, 68 million subscribers. So already up to almost 88 million. Okay. In five years, you're talking to probably 250 million subscribers. Netflix is at 190. This is growing and growing. So you start getting into the rarefied air, 200 million subscribers times what we said, you know, Disney's are 699, but Netflix is much higher. Uh, eight, no, HBO Max is what, like 1599, something yeah. like that. Netflix I have is to, now 1799 now. Oh, they did, okay. they I, did raise it. I have to believe that when Wonder Woman is not playing in a lot of theaters now, like Pennsylvania, subscribership for HBO Mac. What, what, what Warner Brothers is doing are really the CEO of AT&T because they own Warner Brothers and they don't know a lot about movies. They only know about the dollar. And they just see the long game here where Warner Brothers and HBO Max will air subscriber, subscriber after year after year. And ultimately, if you have so many subscribers paying a monthly, co- a monthly fee, you, I guess you can't afford to produce 150 million, certain amount of 150, 200 million dollar movies. Not every one, obviously, but um, it is interesting. Well, it, it really is interesting. Maybe we should have seen the writing on the wall here, Chuck, because if you think about it, these subscriber based um, um, streaming services, look, AMC, their stubs membership, they yeah. they got out ahead of this. You remember back it was movie pass yeah. and all that stuff. If you think about it, all they're trying to do is keep up with them anyway by doing something like that and get people to join a membership to force them into theaters just to get them in the theaters. Where where where, where do you think is going to happen? Um, let's just say it is a vaccine and we have let's go to 2022. It's going to be before that. But let's say 2022. Indy five, streaming, right? Indy five's coming out. Streaming Susan. and theatrical. How is this going to play out? Now, you got to realize, I don't think the day-to-day will work for theaters. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. I think you know what's going to go away, too. Midday matinees. Goodbye. All that stuff is going to go away. You're not. I do think the small independent, some of these independent theaters, like the one I'm involved in, I think could survive niche-wise. Don't you think you'll be open Friday and Saturday night and that's it, though? No. You don't think so? You might be right. You You might be right. There's still a mortgage payment, though. Sure. Right. Sure. It's still a rent payment with certain theaters. So uh, it really I comes down to, to run, this payroll offset the, the revenue for Monday to Thursday. There's, you can't. The locomotive left the station. They're going to run side by side. You're just going to have to figure out a way to make a movie theater. Well, before, the- before Warner Brothers made this announcement, uh, Universal went in and said, listen, we're doing a 17 day window. Right. right. So some agreed. Some didn't agree. 17 windows even should because if you have a big movie, let's be honest, you could wait 17 days. If you wanted to watch it at home, it's not the end of the world. 90 days is a lot. You know, that's a lot longer. Yeah. But day to day, but day to day. I know they don't care, but, but yes and no, because a movie, listen, Chris Nolan stated in his interview, and I agree because I know the math. I know the numbers. If a movie, if a blockbuster hits a billion dollars worldwide, no streaming run could ever, ever come close to that. You're talking Hundreds of million dollars short, hundreds of million dollars short. So the question is, let's just say, for argument's sake, the IMAX will still drive because they're going to produce enough big, big movies that are going to play on IMAX. People are going to say, I want to see it on the biggest screen. Now, let me just say, when I watch a prom in our theater one, which is the Winston Jones Theater at Pocono Center, right? It's on a big screen. It's a big screen. 40 feet. It's 40 feet wide. You know, and and the theater is not enormous. Okay. It's pretty big. 
Then I watch it on my TV screen. There is no comparison. There is no comparison. It's a completely different animal. Well, plus sound, too. I mean, it is a different animal. Having said that, I can still enjoy a movie at home. I'm not going to be one of those people say I can't. Okay. Of course I can watch a drama at home. Absolutely. Do I want to see Jurassic World Dominion at home versus theater? No. I want to watch it in a theater. Well, here's a million dollar question. I'll ask you right now. Yeah. If, If Disney Plus... Yeah. Had an uh, if if uh, the next Star Wars hadn't come out yet. Yeah. Would they? You no, know, I'd of course I'd watch it if I had. I know, to. but I'm not asking if you watch it. How would they release it? Is the question because it, I mean the Mandalorian is no, as good as wait. anything that's that. Yes, but so but but they, those they, are, listen. Even a bad Star Wars movie is a billion dollar worldwide movie. Like I, I said, you're talking three. They, they're, they're leaving. They're going to take three hundred million off the table in profit. Now, I understand what Warner, listen again, Warner Brothers with HBO Max, they're building the long game. By doing this, they're going to build, HBO Max did not launch well. I think it, it launched a little under 7 million subscribers. That is not a good launch. It's not awful, but it's not good. Right. They're making up, they, they got in their head, hey, listen, the launch wasn't good. How do we reboot? Okay. We play the long game. Yes, Wonder Woman, we could sit on this for a year, but we don't want to, so we're going to, relaunch HBO Max with a massive movie that every genre movie girl wants to see. So the long game, it works. The short game, it doesn't. Well, you're going to see companies uh, and let's get right into the bigger movie news this week. And, and you're going to see these, um, these uh, movie companies come out when they come out with a big movie, they're going to put everything in the kitchen sink into a, a flipping movie. So the next Spider-Man, not only are we getting Tobey Maguire Andrew Garfield, but Alfred Molina's coming back as well in, in Tom, you know, in Tom Holland's next Spider-Man three. I think that's the trend too, Chuck is when you're going to get a movie in theaters, the kitchen sink's going to be in that movie. Agree. Uh, and, and listen, so, uh, when you hear Spider-Man three and that casting and that storyline, who in the world would not want to see it in a movie theater? I just want to say, cause I got a lot to talk about. I want, I, I want to pick your brain in a second. You remember, what is it like? Give me one example the fun you had standing on a city block, a long line, waiting to get into a movie, talking with other moviegoers, the anticipation of wanting to see this movie, seeing it in a theater and then walking out and having an interchange with the same moviegoers that you were online with. Great. I mean, it's great. It's, 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 it, but we are also cinephiles. There yes, are not, but it, but, not but it's also like a, us. But it's also a drug that we tasted. It is. You Today's generation has yes. never tasted that drug, yes. so they're not going to miss what they never tasted, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, that, and that's what the bean counters are selling. That's, exactly. what the, that, that's, what, that's what AT&T is selling. They don't care about your movie-going experience. They, they care don't. about your dollar. They don't. That's it. They don't care where you watch a movie as long as you watch a movie. They don't care. They don't care how you pay for it as long as you pay for it, right? Visa, Mastercard, American Express, or they don't care. Just pay for it. I, I yeah, we're we're on the same side here, Chuck. But here's the thing. I, I think mean, the plus they, I do. I, I will tell yeah. you this: the people that listen to this podcast, yeah, I would think tend to agree with us, Chuck. They're yeah, all I, here, the here, here, here's the thing. Uh, flash back, take your DeLorean back one year. Did you ever think? It would it would fast forward this quickly to have the conversation we're having right now. No, it's almost like this is it's almost like a conversation saying this is what's going to happen, Mike, in five years. No, this is happening now, Mike. Well, unfortunately, 300,000 people died because of a pandemic that forced the hand. I know people not going to the movies. I know. 
it just it was a, it, the perfect storm to say. But that. here's the thing. Um, AMC, the CEO of AMC shot back at Warner Brothers and said, listen, there's a vaccine coming. Why are you doing this? Like you yes, didn't notify right, us. You right. didn't tell us you're just doing it. Basically, like I said last week, long term relationship, E2 Brute, like stabbed them right in the back for a buck. Well, they, I, under, I understand both sides, though. They I have to stay in business, too. They've got to change get their it. business model. I, I understand. Uh, again, and, we talked about it last week. Theaters don't have the upper hand anymore. They have No, it. they don't. No, it's no, gone. they don't. No, it's I gone. know. They don't. And um, here's the thing about Disney. You know, remember in the old days when they, on, on VHS or even in the infancy of DVD, when they would announce like a sequel or some sort of reboot, and it's mm-hmm. like this no-name cast in a low-budget yeah. schlock, yeah. like a Home Alone 3, something right. like that. Right, yep. Now you get like a Disney, okay, announcing <laughs> Sister Act 3. Whoopi Goldberg, Hocus Pocus 2, Je- Sarah Jessica Parker, Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy. Amy them Adams back. back for Disenchanted, the sequel to Amy Adams. Think about it. Yeah. I mean, they're rolling big money in a live to create a library and people are going to want to see these movies. They, I do. They're going to want to see this stuff. They are. I do. And uh, um, uh, they're going to do Three Men and a Baby reboot with Zac Efron. Um, he of the old high school musical days, so right. he's be in that cheaper yeah. by the dozen, which I is going to start Gabriel, uh, Gabriel union. And the, I don't know if you saw the trailer for Loki yet, but the Loki, I saw uh, it that that's coming out next year. And, and the money they put into the Mandalorians. I mean, it, it, it's they're a great. feature film. They're it's great. a feature film, not playing on a movie screen, right? Yep, They're great. They're they're, I, they're But again, Disney doesn't have to care. They don't I know. They don't. They can do all these things and th- and pay the actors to be in these movies. They're not going to wait for the future. They're creating the future. E- exactly. Right? I mean, they are. And the stigma to being on TV instead of movies for these actors are long gone, I mean, way gone. They don't care anymore. So um, in a way, you could argue. You could argue what Disney's doing with Warner Bros. They're sort of pillaging the industry, right? They are a little it's bit. A good word. It's a good but, word. You know, it's an accurate you could word. Also, but you could also make the argument what they're doing is for the good uh, of the audience, too. I mean, a lot more people are going to be able to, you know, watch movies in the comfort. I mean, I just- understand that. I, I, I understand. Listen, I understand both. I do understand what they're doing. And it's not that it's not exciting to me because I like this content. I do. Chuck it. You know what it is? You know what it is? But I also remember all my experiences over the years, the anticipation delay. And, and, and I also say the word, I use the word legacy. How do you build, how do you really build a legacy? Well, how do you build a legacy if it doesn't play in a movie theater for, I I don't, I understand that. I, again, we're talking about decades ago, how we watch movies and it's just, I know it's like, look, the saturation of being able to watch every Met game every night, no matter what, how many Met games you go to in person. No, I don't anymore. Exactly. So that's the thing. I mean, when you get the ability, NFL too, when was the last NFL game you went to? You watch it every week. You love it. The experience is one of a kind. It's been, uh, it's been 20 years. So, I mean, that's what we've, we morphed out of going to games and being a part of that with HD TV and you watching a football game at home. There's no reason to go to a stadium now. Um, you know, unfortunately, hey, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I gotta be honest with you. I love going to a baseball game. I do too. I never, I never love going to a football game, but baseball I never lends itself to being, a I, 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 when I, went, I know this is, I know football is not movies, but every time I went to a football game and I probably went to about 10 of them, it looked like I didn't know what was going on. It's like, it's so like, 
I, I just right. you don't know what's well, going on in the stadium. I guess my point is a lot of yeah. people view movies like that. And, and I know I'll go to the movies if it's, you know, Can I bring up one more point. Yeah, sure. I mean, let's just a lot say, of people will complain on oh, the popcorns too. It's too pricey. It's let's let's just I want to point this. Let's just Wonder Woman Christmas Day. OK, you go to say you go to a theater, you sit in your seat, you watch the movie, the movie, the movie is two and a half hours. It runs from the minute it starts to two and a half hours. You, so two and a half hour experience. How many people are going to sit home? Go. I need. I need to go to a bathroom. Pause. Oh yeah, you're going to stop eat. it. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. got to get cat food for the cat. Let me run to. The, let me run to the Walmart. And they're good, right. Is it that is a different experience? It is. But is that good or bad? People might say uh, that's a good thing. I can stop a movie and get stuff done I need to do, and then go back. I'm not. Time out. It. I want a rule. When you start a movie, you got to watch the beginning and I mean, that, that's the only way you, well, we could have the same purity. No, some movies I don't want to watch to the end. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I, I, ju- I turned on Mank on uh, Netflix and I'm like, what's David Fincher doing? Is this really the topic of a movie he's going to spend two hours and 40 minutes on? I mean, it's beautifully shot. Uh, it's it's uh, fascinating to see Gary Oldman, but I don't need to see the behind the scenes writer of Citizen Kane and his struggles at that time. I, I don't know. I'd rather see Zodiac and the great things he's made. But anyway, I digress. I, look, we're on the same side here, but at the same time, I understand where people just want to be like, I, they don't look at movie going experience like <laughs> we do. We wanted video stores to stay open forever, Chuck. Okay. We thought I, that was a I, great experience. I, and too. it bothered me when they were failing. Right. It bothered me. It, it, I got, I got, we got a lot to talk about real quick. Disney announced they are going to proceed with a Black Panther 2, except there'll be obviously no Chadwick Boseman who passed away and T'Challa who's Black Panther, will not be in the movie. Um, That's good, though. That's very respectful, actually. It is, and I get it. Is there a point in doing it, then? Well, there are huge fans of that series. No, I know. Yeah, I guess, you know. Do Do you ever recast them? No, but let me ask you this. If, if, If they got a script on their desk for the next Iron Man, where somebody else is in Tony Stark's iron outfit, That'll happen. It will. It it, eventually it'll happen. It ain't gonna happen anytime soon. So I mean, in a decade from now, in a decade from now, it'll happen. I saw the. I like um, moving along with more movie news too, um, because Indy Five slated for twenty twenty two release. Yeah, they're gonna start shooting in in eight in spring of this year. And thank God, because they'll only be seventy nine, not eighty. Oh my gosh, it's like uh, I thought they were gonna call it Indy Five Cocoon Three for for Harrison Ford. I mean. He's I saw a lot of slack of people not crazy that he's in this one online, Chuck. I know. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't know how I feel about it, but listen, I'm going to I'm going to see it. I love I mean, listen, here's what. And we talked about this many times on the show when he came back as Han in Force Awakens. I loved it. Yeah, he stole the works. Yeah. In the last Indiana Jones movie, he felt a little long in the tooth and it bothered me. I can't explain the two characters. Now, somebody said, I was reading, somebody made a comment on Facebook, somebody I knew, and said, listen, you can recast James Bond, you can recast James, uh, Batman, you can't recast Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. Having said that, you know Disney did not buy that property for multi-millions of dollars from Lucas to, to, to not have another Indiana Jones eventually. They will no. recast that role eventually. Yeah, I, they no have doubt. To. They, they will. Yeah. Um, and it won't be Shia LaBeouf, which is actually, you know, that won't happen. Will he have a sidekick in this movie? He's going to have to. No. Yeah. Um, by he the way, to. 
that uh, Rogue Squadron, Patty Jenkins, is going to direct that for Christmas of 2023. More good news. A lot of big news came out this last week. First yeah. woman to ever direct a Star Wars movie, Chuck. Um, so that that's going to be a you know that's not going to be a Disney Plus movie. You wouldn't think. No, here's Patty another Jenkins, thing. Of course, Wonder Here, Woman. Here's another point I just want to make about the streaming in Nolan's interview, and this is really interesting. He says the big problem here is that actors get in directors producers they get back in deals for theatrical money right how is that going to be arranged i know warner brothers kicked gal gadot 10 million dollars when they made the announcement they're putting on on hbo max to pacify her because they want to work with her a lot more so they had to make her happy okay um that is problematic and if you think about it like and here's another thing warner brothers was known as the friendliest studio to go to take projects to now it could be last. Chuck, what'd you think about the news of um, Chris Evans playing uh, Buzz Lightyear, a young Buzz Lightyear in the kind of an origin story for Pixar and none Toy of that's story. surprising. They're going to listen. They're going to go to that well and, and squeeze every, they're going to get every drop of uh, not. I'm, I'm talking more about, the, I'm talking more about the fact that um, could it, is there any chance Tim Allen's politics came in the play oh. when they thought about doing that. Maybe. I mean, it's, I don't like thinking it's just that a that's voice. True. It's just a voice. I mean, why couldn't he do it? That's my point, right? Of course so, he could have. I mean, does Chris Evans draw more eyes to the screen for a Pixar Toy Story I, movie? No. I don't think so. No. Um, but I, I can't help but you think. You could argue the other the way. Reason. You could argue the other way. Tim yeah. Allen would draw more. You would think so. He's the voice, right? That's right. Would they do it with, would they do it with Woody? Like, would they recast Tom Hanks? I don't think they would. That's it. That, I don't, I don't think feel so. good about that. When I saw that happening, yeah. I wasn't, you know, that and, is interesting. And I don't agree with what Tim Allen says or does, but he should not be not cast because of that. I agree. All right. We got anything else? Cause there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot we got to here. Oh, Michelle uh, Pfeiffer back for Ant-Man three. You see that one? Yeah, I did. I mean, the world is moving forward. Is this a weird feeling? It's more announcements than watching it, though. That's the thing. I'm tired of seeing these great big news. I still can't get over the Spider-Man 3 thing, though, Chuck. I, 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 it's just too much for my, my mind to wrap myself around. I mean, they say they're bringing back Emma Stone and Kirsten Dunst. And I mean, what Doc Ock, uh, Alfred Molina. I love, listen, bringing back Doc Ock is, is awesome. That's great. I mean, yeah, uh, that's great. See, I think this multiverse, or however they do it, and Doctor Strange is going to be in, in the movie. They're going to open up this universe big time. Maybe I listen. I don't know for a fact if you're going to see Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in this one. They might open the open it up and they just sort of like tease with these other other characters. uh, And then they bring them in in the next one. I don't know. That's the speculation on those two points of view. But I think it works so much better with the Spider-Man universe than it does in the Batman universe. I just do. Right. Um, doing multiverses and stuff. I don't know. By the way, we did talk about Wonder Woman real quick before we move forward. The buzz on the it's movie good. is is really good. So that's great, and that's great, man. Yeah. I uh, that's great. Um. <clears throat> all right, Chuck. Anything else before we move forward here? No, I'm having fun. Okay, good. As long as you're having fun, what else really matters? And before uh, <laughs> we do anything else. Uh, let's do a quick fast five, real quick fast five, because we're going to go th- through a lot of careers here anyway. So um, I'm going to give you the actor, actress. Tell me the first movie that comes to mind. You ready? Go ahead. Steve Buscemi. Wow. On air, because he just 
I don't know. I, he, he's just off the wall fun in that movie. There's no problem with picking Con Air there. None whatsoever. That's a good pick. Okay. Um, Fargo, I would pick, but whatever. Jamie Foxx. Uh, I'll, I'll, go with, I'll go with Ray. Really? Okay. Yeah. Winning Oscar. All right. Uh, he's had a good career, Mike. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. He's going to play Mike. You know T- he's going to play Mike. T- Mike Tyson in, uh, I think, a Netflix movie. Yeah, there's rumors he's going to be in the Wild Bunch remake too. I, and I, he's Electro in Spider-Man Three. He's going to be back for that. Yeah. <laughs> what an awful character! I just anyway. They're going to make that character better, though, Mike. Yeah, I hope that. so. Yeah. Christopher Christopher Plummer been around a real long time. Uh, he's going to be uh, 91 years old this weekend, Chuck. All right, Chris, still making uh, movies too. You got to give, give me a, a couple. I like him in everything. He's just he's, he's one of those he's one of those amazing actors that they su- that supports everything and everything he's done. The first thing I think of is uh, the Insider because he played Mike Wallace in it. I thought he was really good in that, and then. Yep. Uh, uh, I always remember him as the villain in Dreamscape and a silly science fiction movie where he tries to assassinate the uh, president by putting yeah. Dennis Quaid in a dream. And I, I for some reason, how old is he now? Ninety one. Is he have anything on his IMDb page? He well, he was. Remember, he just filled in for uh, what's his name two years ago. Right. When Kevin Spacey Kevin got Spacey. out of that movie, he had to. Yeah recorded do his scene he got an so, oscar nomination yeah and he's also in a beautiful mind and we'll go to the next actress is the first movie i think of as a beautiful mind is jennifer connelly who's 50 this weekend always a big fan of jennifer connelly who was a young i, I think of the rockets here because that's one of the first times i saw her on screen and i remember back in the day they compared they always made the comparison of uh, the next elizabeth taylor yeah yeah. Oh, I love her, though. She's that she's, that that uh, that movie she did with Miles Teller a few years ago about the uh, firefighters. Oh, she's yeah. Good only in that brave. movie. Only I like she's good in that Bridges. movie. Yeah, she is. Yeah. good. I, I like that movie a lot, actually. She's been around a long time now. Um, did you like her in Hulk? She's fine. Well, here's the problem. I don't know which Hulk she's in. I know she was in a Hulk. Who was Hulk? Was that Ed Norton? Ed, Ed Norton. You sure. No, uh, well, uh, Eric Eric Banner's the Anna? one. No, she's the she is. <laughs> See, you know, she's the one with Eric Banner. Yes, Ang Lee. She is the one with. And yes. Liv Tyler is. Liv in the Tyler's one. the one with Ed Norton. Ed Norton, and uh, who really blew William. a major opportunity in his, in his life, not yes. playing Banner more often. Um, Hard to work with that. And last but certainly not least, I mean Dick Van Dyke, who's had an amazing career. He is 95 years old and still going. You know, there's a movie called uh, Cold Turkey that I always watch with my mother when it came on TV. And I was very fond of that movie. Uh, And I was I was going to say I was always very fond of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang Bang, too. I know everybody loved Mary Poppins, but I grew up watching Chitty Chitty Bang Bang my whole life. And of course. You know, his TV show. He was, did a nice job in Mary Poppins Returns, though, too. He did. It was nice. I, like, it was I nice thought cameo. he was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, Chuck. Well, um, unfortunately, we lost a lot of actors this past year uh, and actresses. Let's go back and and, and kind of reminisce about some of the ones we lost. I mean, we lost a lot of people this year. Let's face it. It's been a rough year. Um, this in memoriam is a little uh, weirder to do, Chuck, because um, it just seems like the whole country has been in mourning about everybody, but all the way back to January, you know, Buck Henry passed away. It's weird. It's almost like we're, we're going to identify things with before COVID and after COVID. Um, you remember Kobe Bryant died way back when as, I know. as well, um, but Buck Henry was 89 and obviously um, he wrote the graduate. He wrote heaven and, can wait. And he was one of the people responsible for the great TV show. Get smart. 
Yes, he was. Yeah, him and, and I Mel love Brooks. that show. I love yeah, that show. Very talented. I didn't know this. John Carlin passed away at 86, best known as Cagney and Lacey's boss uh, oh, okay. back in January. I, I was always a fan of that show. Um, Chuck, did you did you know that in the in the in the pilot that that, that um, uh, what's her name? Glass is Sharon Glass is not the uh, it's Tyne Daly and Meg Foster in the original pilot. Remember Meg maybe Foster? They do a, maybe they do a Meg Foster's eyes are too glaring. Probably, for, probably. For TV viewers. Monty I didn't Pike, know that. Yeah, I, because it's on uh, Amazon would, Prime. Uh, you know what? They made a good creative choice there. Not that I have anything against Meg Foster. No, but. no. It, it's soft. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Again, yes. It just uh, uh, Sharon Glass is great. Um, Terry Jones, Monty Python fans will remember back in January 22nd. He died at the age of 77. And of course, of course, Kobe Dian, uh, Bryant. Um not much of a movie career, but of course he had that documentary he won an Oscar for. He was only 41. And that seems that be- is that's honestly that death still sticks to me. Surreal. It it's, just a it I mean, it's a bad one. It's a bad one. The co-creator of MASH, Gene Reynolds, died uh, at 96 back in February. And the and a huge one back in February as well. Um, Kirk Douglas was 103 years old. Chuck, wow. And what a career he had. I am Spartacus. I am Spartacus. And uh it, is that, I mean, to me, tough guys, we're, is, we're, tough guys is what a lot of people guys re- reintroduced to him and Burt Lancaster. Yeah. Cause you think about it. You and I were a little too young to yeah. Oh, yeah. go back to his Burt Lancaster days, the younger yes. days. Um, Robert Conrad died back in February too. Chuck back in, uh, he's 84 years old. Great. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what, what this is going to jog a memory in you. And cause I know, you know, Battle with the network stars. Oh, yeah. How prominent was he on that? Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, you put that because ESPN, like uh, two or three, whatever, they, they re air that once in a while, right? That's a time capsule that's so joyful for me. That was how it goes sell. They had all the stars and they, oh, it was great. Ser- and they took it seriously. Gabe Kaplan and Scott Bayo and. You know, well, it's funny. I was Heather I, I, Thomas in a bikini. I mean, it's uh, all listen, good. It's all you know, good. Aaron Gray, Aaron Gray, Hello, everybody. Bill Gerard. It was awesome. It was great. And Howard Cosell, by by making him the announcer. Yep. It worked. That's what made it work. Absolutely. Yeah. Because like you said, everybody was all in. They were all Con- in. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it could never and be Con- done today. Well, I remember they used to do the uh, Simon Says too. That used to bring the house down. How did they even the get the rights for? How did they even negotiate the other stars of the networks going on it? Because it aired on ABC. Yeah, that was so good. Well, Robert Conrad, you know, I was watching. I was flipping through uh, Amazon Prime, and I remember an old TV movie, disaster movie, uh, smash up on Interstate Five. He plays a cop in that, and it it it, it involves the lives of uh, TV stars like Buddy Epson. They all get in this smash up crash. Some yeah. die, some live. He's the star of that. He definitely had a screen presence. I, yeah, he did. He had an uh, attitude. And was he good. did. He yeah. knocked the battery. Remember, knocked the battery. Yeah, I do. I sure do. I sure yeah. do. And people will remember uh, he was in um, Jingle All the Way. If you, he's what he's the he was the nemesis of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep. Uh, James Lipton died in February as well. Chuck at the age of ninety three. Great interviewer. Iconic inside the actor studio. Another ic- iconic actor died at the age of ninety in March. Max von Sydow. Chuck, who boy oh boy, I still remember him as the the bad guy in uh, Three Days of the Condor. I thought he was fantastic. In that um, he's done so much great work, including The Seventh Seal, Ingmar Bar- Bergman's movie. He was actually Father, in the Star Wars universe as well. Don't forget Fa- Fa- Father Marin and The Exorcist. That's right. That's right. Uh, and he also he played. Like, he also played the devil in uh, Needful Things. 
Yes, he did. And he was and, a great Jesus. He was a great Jesus in uh, Greatest Story Ever Told. My favorite Jesus, actually. And uh, worked up until he passed away, too. I loved him in Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. Uh, he got He's my favorite. He, let me just preface I said he's my favorite Jesus other than Jesus. Well, yeah, I, I but on the big screen. Right. Yeah. Stuart Whitman died at the age of 92, Chuck, in March of this year. Uh, yeah. Big TV actor as well as starred in The Longest Day in the Comancheros, big uh, uh, Western star. Lyle Wagoner, uh, uh, Wonder Woman fans, uh, and uh, Carol Burnett shall remember the great uh, big screen presence of Lyle Wagner. He died at the age of 84. I just loved uh, him on the Carol Burnett show. And and I thought he brought that, that, that I don't know, the certain TV star persona when he played uh, in Wonder Woman opposite Linda Carter. Apparently you didn't. Kenny Rogers died at the age of 81. The gambler. Martin, the gambler. He did some TV. You know, I had, I had friends and their parents. They love Kenny Rogers and they love those movies. They'd watch them over and over. That those were, gambler series. Were you a big fan of his uh, his uh, racing movie called Six Pack, which co-starred Diane Lane? Did I, like I do. <laughs> Not really. But I, listen, he, he, he was a pop culture figure. He really was. No kidding. Yes, he was. Uh, so Brian, stop making fun of him. I'm not making fun of you. Brian Dad. Dennehy, at uh, the age of 81, uh, April 15th, he passed away. Chuck, I love FX. Me too. I, I love. Uh, I love he's, a, he's one of the great villains of all time in in uh, First Blood. First Blood. And he's one of the great dads of all time in Tommy Boy. <laughs> yeah. Is that he's for really me, good? No, that's for he me. He would have been really in, if they would have did because they talked about it so much doing a big screen version of Gilligan's Island. Him as a skipper, Rick Moranis and Gil- as Gilligan. That would have been fun. That would have been good casting. Listen, the Flintstones had good casting, but there was no script, right? Could you really do a script for Gilligan? I mean, I guess you could m- mesh like a bunch of of story TV episodes into one movie, right? Or they could have. It, it might work. They might have tried something like the Brady. Bunch I don't think. They, I don't think they could do that in 2020 anymore, no, though. I think that ship not. sailed. I think it sailed. You had to do that 15 years ago. Well, when the Brady Bunch and all that came out and they actually, you know, they and I, I think themselves. they did a good job on the Brady Bunch movies. Yep. Uh, little Richard passed away at the age of 87 uh, back on May 9th. I just remember him in the movie uh, Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Uh, but a great iconic, obviously, uh, singer and performer. Um, Jerry Stiller, Chuck, back in May of ni- at 92. Two you know, it just popped roles. in. You know, it just popped in my head when you mentioned that movie Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Yeah. With Elizabeth Pena, they had to do that like graphic nude scene in that movie. Remember that? Uh, vaguely. Yeah. I'm like, why did they do that? I, I still remember. Like, I, I, I never understood that. But go ahead. I, I, I digress. Move forward. No, I mean, uh, Frank Costanza passed away. Jerry Stiller at the age of 92. I know. Obviously, uh, he was on King of Queens, too. Uh, and yeah. Mira. Uh, she had passed with Ben Stiller's dad. And yeah. And, and of course, he is on site helping Walter Matthau. I was going to mention that. Yeah, he he knew good what casting. apartment to go to, right? That was damn good casting. Well, uh, that's a great it, movie, man. It, Taking yep. a, for people in the audience who have never seen the original Taking a Pelham one, two, three. Walter Matthau, 1970, 70, 73 or one seventy one. I think it's 73. Yeah, I think you're right. It's one of the greatest all time New York City movies ever made. It's just if you want a blueprint of New York City, watch that movie. It's on Blu-ray. It's it's a pretty good uh it, it's it looks really good. Uh, and in May of uh, of this year, uh, Fred Willard, maybe one of the funniest people on, on yeah. the planet, died at 86. If you ever want 
to see his genius, just watch any Christopher Guest movie. Yeah. Uh, especially Best in Show when he plays yeah. one of the, <laughs> you know, and Thanksgiving, I watched the he's best. He's a good in- guest on the talk shows, too. He's good. He was very funny. He's in Wally, too, for the kids. Out- he's, uh, it's tough when he passed away. I really liked him a lot. Um, Ian Holm uh, died at 88, June 19th. Fifth uh, Element, right? Fifth Element. And of course, uh, he's the android in the first alien, too. Yes, he is. That goes after Ripley. Yes. Yeah. So and Lord of the Rings, um, he's he's in just a great quality actor, quality actor. Carl Reiner, Chuck, 98. I guess the one positive about all these names and bringing up a lot of older actors that uh, that, that I I agree um, with. Nobody really wiped away in their prime too much. But Carl Reiner in June. Um, he was 98 years old. We talked about Dick Van Dyke and the Dick Van Dyke show would not exist without Carl Reiner. Even in his upper 90s, he was a good interview. He was very interesting, had a lot to say, which is always good. And um, always t- teamed up with Mel Brooks, too, the, yeah. w- the oldest man, the 100 year old man. And uh, he's one of the Ocean's Eleven. Right. I guess if they make another Oceans, they're going to be right. one short this go around. Uh, Bernie Mac passed away, too. So they're they're, they're too short. Um, uh Hugh Downs passed away at 99 in July. I, I, I man, he had a long career too. Ennio Morricone uh, at 91, Chuck, July 6th. I think of the Untouchables every time I hear that name. Yes, yeah, a really good score. Great uh, movie. Listen, score. The importance of a score, what it does to a, a movie, elevates it to a very high level. If it's good, that's a really good score. One that did take everybody by surprise, and I kind of got sideswiped too back in July, Chuck. I didn't even know she was sick, but Kelly Preston died at the age of 57. It's a bummer. A uh, real bummer. Uh, the, the wife of uh, John Travolta, and John's been through a lot of tragedies in yes. life as well. Uh, but she had a really, you know, not an illustrious movie career, but a very recognizable one. And her and Jerry Maguire, I wish she had more screen time. She's really good in that movie. Yeah. I remember seeing her in the movie Mischief with Catherine Mary Stewart. In uh, in the 80s, she's in the Kevin Costner movie, Love of the Game, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, mischief was very good, actually. So, I, you know, yeah, back I like in mischief. the day. Um, yeah. An actress who died tragically at 33. Um, she was on Glee, Naya Rivera. I, I want to see a movie about how she died, to be honest with you, Chuck, because that is a weird, weird story uh, where she drowns. Her little kid lives on the boat. It's an unbelievable story from Naya Sad, Rivera. Man. Sad She's story. way too young. It's a horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Uh, Regis. And Philbin. I like Glee. I'm a, I'm a fan. I, I'm I like a fan that of Glee whole, too. I like that whole cast. Yep. Yep. She's, yep. She, was, she was good on that show. She was good. Uh, Regis yeah. Philbin, the age of 88. Uh, iconic. I got a chance. To iconic. Meet, meet the man too. He's, he's every bit of. Was he impressed by you? Was he impressed by you? Of course he was. Of course I thought he, he was. I thought he um, and, you know, you watch Jimmy Kimmel now and who wants to be a millionaire? And, and you know, it's fine. But remember how I that show got out of control, um, how popular it was. ABC went into the well too much and they had to make it a nightly thing. Then they had to put celebrities on it. But in the day that I mean, for about, I'd say maybe what, five months, there was nothing more popular than who wants to be. Yeah, it was very popular. I just, you know what? You, you jogged in memory because I was thinking about this before because somebody asked me about is a ball going to drop on New Year's Eve on Times Square? I guess the answer is yes. Nobody's nobody's going to be there to watch it. It'll be on TV. And then I, I, I said to myself, you know, Ryan Seacrest has been doing it since Dick Clark passed away. Right mm-hmm. now, I'm not going to say Dick Clark was uh, the, the poster boy for, you know, a, a moral fiber in the country. But when he did that, when he hosted that, I always remember when the ball was going to drop two minutes before he always 
gave a great analogy of the year that preceded it, the yeah. good and the bad. Ryan Seacrest sucks at that. Uh, he does. And this is 2020. And he'll probably have the ball drop and he'll probably say, oh, I, I hope for better things in 2021. It's a time where you really got to reflect and hit hard on a lot of the points of what's going on in 2020. Because if he doesn't do it, get somebody else. I just wanted to point that out. Thank you. Well, all right. Well, uh, I like Ryan Seacrest, but no, okay. I know uh, I'm, I, he's fluff, man. He's just he is he's, fluff. He's fluff with no substance. Sorry. Um, Olivia de Havilland passed away at the age of 104. Boy, she the- was good. At, she was, I, I just watched the episode 77. I told you on the big screen on yeah. Thanksgiving. I meet privately and she's in that and she's in the swarm. And obviously she's in Gone with the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> Only on this show would. Hey, I got a, I got a, que- I got a question. Jog my. Was she in Beyond the Poseidon Adventure? No, she wasn't. Oh, okay. I just want to point that. I, I just wanted to bring that 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 classic up, though. Only we always only do. On this show week, would right? uh, would Airport seventy seven and the Swarm be brought up? Oh yeah, and, and, and Gone with the Wind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Parker died at the age of seventy six. Great director. I love Mississippi Burning. Yeah, I was going to say Mississippi Burning. Um, but, but Midnight Express. Bugs they don't make. Malone. But listen, they don't make movies like that anymore. Midnight Express. Holy oh, smoke! What a great what, movie. What an unbelievable movie. What a payoff at the end of that movie, too. My God. Uh, fame. He did fame as well. Yeah. The commitments. Um, and then Wilford Brimley, the age of 85. We lost. Two I can still see from- him riding that horse in that uh, Van Damme movie. Yeah. Hard target. 85 years old. We, I just realized we lost two from Cocoon this last year with uh, Brian yeah. Dennehy and Wilford. But Brimley. yeah, how, how good is Br- Brimley in, in the natural? Oh, my gosh. Forget it. I mean, where do you get fact- that bat? Where do you get that bat? <laughs> the fact that he's about six years older than Robert Redford when filming that movie. And and he plays it so old, you know. And Red and Redford looks older. I mean, it's amazing. It, it's it's and he is uh, <laughs> he's, got, he's got one of the great. Scenes he's so good though. In the thing, oh, he's he's got one of the and and, and of course uh, China Syndrome. Yep, yep. Um, great stuff. Uh, and I know you loved our house with. Uh, I got to tell you, Mike, you're pretty good at this. Well, I I try. Um, okay. moving things along. <laughs> Um, Chadwick Boseman passed away, obviously, at the age of 43. We talked about Black Panther a little bit earlier in the show. Pretty um, painful. Very painful. Uh, very, it is. Yeah. I mean, it, here's a guy who was at the cusp of the big time. And, you know, I, I don't want to. This is what I read. You know, when they when they when he did his estate, he just got married and his estate was worth less than a million bucks. So he never really mm-hmm. paid. He never really got the big money for Black Panther yet. He would have, though. He yeah. would have. Well, he won a Screen Actors Guild Award for that as I know. well. And uh, he, you know, 42. He's great in that as Jackie Robinson. He is. Uh, Thurgood Marshall as well. I mean, he, he was like the go-to guy. Get on up. Uh, yeah. And his, one of his last movies is good. If you want to check it out on Netflix, it's The Five Bloods, uh, the Spike Lee movie that came out uh-huh. this uh, earlier this year. Um, uh, Diana Rigg passed away at the age of 82. Avengers. Um, Great actress from the Avengers TV series. Helen Reddy, another star of one of our uh, disaster movie genre. Um, of course, she was in it in 75. Yeah, um, of course she, got, she was. She got how could, you not, how could you not cast her in that one? Um, of course, she played it singing nun. I mean, singing uh, she, none. She was I mean if you need listen to me, if it's 1975 and you need a singing nun, I'm on the phone with Helen Reddy. No, 
Yeah, and by the way, there's a doc, there's a movie now based on her life on Netflix too called really? I Am Woman. I, I don't know if it's on Netflix, but it's on one of the. I get them all mixed up. But remember, uh, she she was also in Peach Dragon, which I'm a fan of that Disney movie. I know you, you probably didn't see too many Disney movies back in the day, Chuck, but. Um, I love Freaky Friday, but yeah, I know. Uh, Mac Davis was 78, uh, the singer and actor, obviously Dallas 40, the most unrealistic football player, maybe of all time. But he was in it. Chuck, yes. your thoughts on the casting of Jackie Gleason and Mac Davis in the follow up to this? You know, it well, was just on a cable channel a couple of weeks ago when I was flipping through the channels and I was watching some of it. Um, let me ask you this. I, I don't have a problem with the casting. It's just. But- it just it doesn't have the juice or the energy the original film had. Let me ask you this. What? When the producers are sitting around a board table. Yeah. And they're saying, all right, we're going to make a follow up to the sting. Who do yeah. we got? When they say Mac Davis and Jackie Gleason, doesn't the conversation just end there and say, look, maybe we'll just do a different project with these two people. We're not going to do Redford and Newman from from them to Mac Davis. I'll do respect to both of them. But you're talking about two of the most iconic actors in all of Hollywood for 200 years. And Mac Davis. I here's mean, the thing. At, at no, that point, the me. movie should have fell apart. I, I Here's the thing. I can actually see them going, okay, because you got to realize it's a younger Robert Redford. So I could actually see, okay, we could substitute Mac Redford with Davis. But Jackie Gleason, as iconic as he was, is just so different than – so different than Paul Newman. That, that's that's a weird cast. You're underselling Robert Redford at the time, too, dude. I mean, <laughs> I, by the I time The Sting 2 came out. I understand. Uh, yeah, I mean. It no. bombed, though. It made no money. Of course it did. Um, of course it did. And it should have. It's not good. Um, it's not. Right. Sean All Connery right. uh, passed away just a couple months ago, October 30th, at the age of 90. Uh, we did a whole show I know. based on Sean and uh, obviously iconic as James Bond. And in the leave it at that iconic. You don't need to say more. Nope. And the rock I can watch a million times, Chuck. Me too. A million and, and, times. And untouchables also. Uh, Alex Trebek passed away at the age of eighty. Not much of a of a a, a movie career, obviously, but definitely pop, pop, pop culture icon, though. I, that's a great way to describe it. Um, and a lot of people gave him credit for Jeopardy, but I also remember him on Concentration and shows like High Rollers. He was like, you know, when you go back in the day, yeah. it was, you know, Bob, it was uh, Wink Martindale's of the world and 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 uh, and and Alex Trebek's of the world. They were the guys that were hosting these shows in the midday. Bill Cullen. You, yeah. Yeah, uh, we talked about this. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's a good subject. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, Charlie Pride actually just passed away uh, uh, today as we're recording this. The, the great yeah. pioneering country. And Tiny Lister, stuff. Tiny Lister passed away. Tiny Lister, Zeus from No Holds Barred. And uh, let me tell you about No Holds. No, let me and tell you one thing. Fri- Most people know him from Friday, of course. And, and also, uh, uh, he's in uh, Fifth, Fifth Element, right? Yeah, he's a president. In let me tell you something about No Holds Barred. Uh, it's awful. <laughs> you think? It's real bad. It's it, bad. It's, oh, I, I thought you were going to elaborate. No, it's horrible. More. It's just horrible. It does I remember seeing Jones that in the theater. It is it, awful. Though. Oh, yes. Oh, I will say uh, now you're jogging a memory here. Does have Joan. She was a good looking woman. She was something else on Wise Guy. Let me tell you, Uh, a beautiful woman, her and Kevin Spacey, brother and sister. And and she's in the last uh, Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder movie. right? That's right. See no evil, hear no evil. Uh, She's a good looking woman. Did I say that already? You mentioned it maybe once or twice. Okay. Um, hopefully next year that list is shorter, Chuck, when we go through it. And hopefully it's not the death of cinema as we know it at the end of next year, which the way you started the show, many I don't people think might it, think it might be. I, 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 I do think 
the landscape has changed forever, though. I, I, I am come to that conclusion. Well, on that note, Merry Christmas. We'll talk next week. <laughs> All right, my friend. Uh, hold on. Let me I'll take a deep breath. I had a good time. I got to tell you, I really did. This was a good one uh, to the audience. Stay safe. Better days are ahead. It was a pleasure, Mike. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.